Welcome to the Nerd Culture's Dead Podcast. I'm your host and thoroughly nerd, Zach. Today's topic will be Dark Souls, Bloodborne Demon Souls, Souls Burn, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Today I am joined by Jen from Nerd Culture's Jen. Nerd Culture is Jen. Nerd Culture is Jen. Nerd Culture is dead. Uh, I'm Zach from Nerd Culture is Dead, and we are joined today by our friend Josh. Hi, guys. So before we go ahead and get into today's topic, I'm going to go ahead and have Josh introduce himself to the audience and uh, get to know where he's coming from. So, Josh, if you will, tell us a little bit about yourself and your history with Dark Souls. Hi, guys. My name is Josh. I came from my car. (laughs) Oh, you're right. She does talk over people. I know. I can't help it. Uh, I've been a friend of the host for four or eight years. Uh, That's pretty much all about me. I'm good. All right. Josh just played Dark Souls. That's all we need to know. (laughs) What's Dark Souls? Oh, when no, no one knew what we were going into? <laughs> All right, fair enough. I guess this is a solo session with... <laughs> Commentary from the peanut gallery. Oh, boy. So, let's go ahead, uh, Josh. Ranking the uh, Soulsborne games. How, how would you rank them? So, ranking the Soulsborne games, I gotta give Bloodborne the top spot. Just because I love the gothic... Uh... The gothic horror theme? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but after that, it's Dark Souls 1... Three Demon Souls, Dark Souls two. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Jen, you've played like a minute of Dark so, Souls one. So hear me out. I have played maybe thirty minutes of Dark Souls one, and I've seen maybe a total of three hours of people playing Dark Souls. Which one I couldn't tell you. So you're an experienced player, is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, no, I I am an expert. She has gotten good, if you will. <laughs> So her, her commentary will be useful later on. Um, for me, on the other hand, for whatever reason, I love Dark Souls 2. Like, if people complain about too many humanoid enemies. I love that. I am way too offended by this. Goodbye. <laughs> so for me, Dark Souls 2 takes the cake, then Dark Souls 1, then Bloodborne, then Dark Souls 3, then Demon Souls. Okay, why Dark Souls 2? Like... There, well, firstly, it's my first Souls game, so that is... Ugh, inha- Souls virginity. <sighs> it, that's inherently going to shape my opinion there. But Power Stancing, the online community was pretty good for Dark Souls 2. Plethora of bosses, even if some of them weren't the best. Had some of the more creative areas, where it wasn't just rehashing Dark Souls 1 areas for, like, Dark Souls 3. I get that, fair enough. Um, the variety in Dark Souls 2 is what I'm appealed to. That and the DLCs are fucking top tier. I couldn't stand the bosses. All the bosses just seem like the same thing over and over. I think Dark Souls Big 1 and Dark Souls... Yeah. Uh, I think Bloodborne, Dark Souls 1, and Dark Souls 3 did a little bit better with those. Dark Souls 1 just because it was the original, and you had no expectations. <laughs> Dark Souls 3 had a little bit more uh, diversification versus Dark Souls 2. Again, man in a suit of armor. Man in a suit of armor with blobs. Mm-hmm. Bloodborne's just overall... Uh, creepy. Bloodborne being the furthest apart from the rest in the franchise has that advantage where because it's the gothic horror you see a lot of tentacle monsters and stuff you would see on R-rated Japanese television. So so I gotta I knew I'd get someone with that. (laughs) Need to wait till he's drinking. Um, Exactly. So so I gotta ask the, uh, the noob expert over here uh, the expert. The new yeah. opponent over here. Yeah, yeah. So Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3, self-explanatory. Demon Souls and Bloodborne, are they 
spin-offs? Are they same so, world? Let's like, go what? ahead and do it as this, right? So the order of release of the games. Demon Souls is the first. It okay. came out on the PS3 back in like 2007. It was like one of the original games on the PlayStation 3. Mm-hmm. It is what created the Dark Souls gameplay loop and introduced us to that style of combat of managing health, stamina, and your resources in order to survive and use... I can't imagine that's the first game to ever have done that, but go on. Well, to do it in the Soulsborne style. Oh, okay. Style, yeah, yeah. Right? Gotcha. Obviously, like, games like fucking Skyrim <laughs> manage health and your resources and stamina. But it was the first one that latched onto the players. They were like, hey, I like that shit. I was like, hell, guys, Mario's done that. <laughs> but it did so in a way that people immediately found difficult and new and refreshing, whereas games are getting easier and easier and easier. As time has gone on. Yeah, that's that's my style. Go on. Dark Souls and Demon Souls said, fuck that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And decided, there's no difficulty setting. If this is the game, it is intended to be played this way. You are going to play it this way. And you're going to suffer. Yeah, that's, that's about my extent of Dark Souls is just suffer. Yeah, but once you do overcome the, uh, the, the boss or the challenge or whatever you're doing. <laughs> the pain and misery. Sure. The, uh, the reward of overcoming it is so much better than when you can just put the difficulty down to easy and right through it. 100%. I played, uh, oh, fuck, what was it? Devil, no, it wasn't Devil May Cry. I had to go down to hell and fight something or like other. Dante's Inferno. Thank you. Thinking. It was Dante's Inferno. And in the very beginning, the first, like, five minutes of the game, you have to defeat, like, the Grim Reaper. I had to turn into easy mode because I couldn't, I couldn't fucking do it. I tried for an hour and a half. I could not do it to save my life. I was like, fuck this. Who puts the Grim Reaper as the first boss? By the way, guys, here's death. Good fucking luck. It's, it's the first, like, five minutes of the game. You have to beat him before you even really get started. I was like, oh my god, I'm going to suck at this. So, to answer Jen's former question, um, what separates Demon Souls and Bloodborne from Dark Souls is Dark Souls is its own contained world and narrative, and it has it. It spans time where the events of Dark Souls 1 lead into the events of Dark Souls mm-hmm. 2, which lead into the events of Dark Souls 3 through a loosely connected story that you observe throughout the world and isn't expressly told you through narrative. Demon Souls, being the first game, is its own self-contained story about the land of Boletaria. has nothing to do with Dark Souls. It's about demons, and it's real cool. But it's clunky and old, and even the remake is clunky as fuck. Bloodborne, on the other hand, came in between Dark Souls 2 and Dark Souls 3, where Dark Souls 2 took the slow, methodical gameplay of Dark Souls 1 and proceeded to do the same thing as Dark Souls 1, where it's clunky, it's slow, but it's deliberate. Bloodborne did the exact fucking opposite and said, we're going from 0 to 100 real quick, and there's no fucking breaks. There's guns, it's gothic horror, it's fucking absolutely insane and it makes no sense whereas in dark souls you don't get punished for being defensive bloodborne you get punished for being defensive if you use a shield it is the worst thing for you you are incentivized to walk up to a thing shoot it in the face and then beat the shit out of it with a metal bat ah i might like bloodborne (laughs) bloodborne's fun because you can button mesh more successfully that's what i like but you also can't you have to think about your button no i do not (laughs) Uh, the real cool thing about uh, Bloodborne that I really enjoyed 
was the uh, I, I forgot what it was called, but whenever you got damaged, there was a slightly uh, it, it, lower red health bar or less colored red yeah, health so bar, you could, and you could hit the enemies and get all that health back. And yeah, so another way to incentivize your aggressive gameplay is you had a temporary <clears throat> HP bar where when you take damage, a it's a little white line that indicates your true HP value. And so your red health bar that represents your vitality mm -hmm. will go down to match the white bar as you take damage, but you can push the white bar back up to meet your red line in order to regain hit points and not take the full extent of the damage you did for taking a hit. Okay. You're rewarded for being aggressive. Okay. It's a very interesting concept, and because um, you're limited by having limited healing items, a max of 20 on you, it's very nice to be able to regain hit points by killing small enemies, or if you're fighting a boss, and it gets you to death, you can swing your way out of a boss fight you would have just lost. Hmm. And it's very interesting. And then Dark Souls 3 comes out and does a melding of the superior gameplay loop that Dark Souls 2 provided to Dark Souls 1 in terms of combat, and then implemented the speed and fucking disorienting scope of Bloodborne and mashed it into one game. Which is why I don't like it as much. Fair it, enough. Is because it's Dark Souls but way too fast for no reason. So also the one of the reasons I like Bloodborne is because in Dark Souls 1 my first ever build was uh, a strength build. And I felt like I could do nothing. I was just hiding behind uh, a shield the entire time. And, like That was the only time I've ever been successfully complete a game with a strength build. After that, it's dex build always. Oh, Bloodborne see, just right into that. For me, I'm the exact opposite. I, I'm the Giga Chad guy who runs around with the giant club and is naked and Red's Tearstone ring something with a full strength build. I hate dex. I don't like having to hit the enemy more than once. So I, I will dodge the enemy's hits and then I'll just hit once and it's dead. And with bosses, I hit them ten times instead of a hundred. I, I can't play Dex to save my life. I'm the strength boy. I well, will only play strength. The only difference between strength and Dex and Dark Souls is literally your weapon. Exactly. They both scale for the same thing. Your damage will scale on yeah, Dex, just, your damage will scale on strength. Depends on the weapon. Yeah, exactly. And so getting into that with your different weapon styles, strength weapons are larger, slower, more deliberate. Dex weapons, faster, smaller... You have to get close. You have to be a little more strategic. Built to last longer. <laughs> it reminds me of the um, episode in Game of Thrones where, like, they're, they're in the arena watching, like, a fight. And this is... Oh, God. No, 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 no. We're not bringing that up. No. I have no idea where we are on this one. It's like Tyrion, Dragon Lady, Jorah, and... Worm are watching a fight down the pit. I remember about half those people. Never mind, not the fight I thought we were talking about. But no. continue. And like Tyrion is, you know, betting on the fight, and then um, Jorah says, or no, no, it wasn't Jorah. It's the stupid like Arabian-looking guy who is completely irrelevant when Cersei leaves that side of the oh leaves Essos. <clears throat> the guy who like fucked her once and then like never comes up again. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, no, the Dex guy's definitely going to win. And, you know, he's doing good. He's dodging. He's making multiple cuts in the guy. And then the guy with the one big sword just hits him once and just decapitates him. Ah, mm. uh, yes. Yeah, see, I thought you were talking about the uh, one fight where uh, Tyrion chose... 
Orbin, uh, Orbion, or the, whatever. The Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mandalorian versus the mm-hmm. mountain. Yes, versus the mountain, where he's just going, he's winning the fight, but he's getting too cocky, and he never deals the finishing blow. He's just like ha ha ha, and then just yeah, spoiler and then he alert, just gets dies. his fucking skull crushed like an onion. <laughs> yeah. Most disgusting kill in that entire show was that right there. No, the most disgusting kill was fucking brother and sister fucking. How was that a kill? I have questions. It killed my heart. I have less questions. <laughs> All right, that was episode one. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was a good first episode. I I ain't, I ain't gonna lie to you. I feel like we're getting to a Game of Thrones discussion now. Though. <laughs> so, um, Dark Souls is often defined. Ooh, hold up. Oh. The dire wolves did nothing wrong. That is all. They, they knew shit for anyone. <laughs> they got I mean, unjustly they, they, they killed. Did. They, yeah. they did nothing wrong. They didn't. All right. So, <clears throat> Dark Souls is defined by its gameplay loop and then its bosses. And the bosses are the far more interesting part in my mind. Like I said, the dire wolves did nothing wrong. Sif is the best. <laughs> so, Josh, best bosses from each game. Go. Fuck, I didn't know there would be a test. Okay. Looks at his well-devised well, doesn't have to notes. be critically acclaimed best boss. What is your No, favorite? no, 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 no. I like this. So, from Dark Souls 1, Sif. I just, I hate the fight, but I love the story behind it. Just because at... The DLC made it so much better. Oh, it made it so much worse. My heart. He just looks at you like, oh, I know who you are. Or, well, he smells you and licks you and whatnot and just goes... Oh, we're doing this, aren't we? We're we're, we're uh, totally doing this. So, Jen doesn't know anything about this. Nuh-uh. So, is he a dog? Yes, yes. He, he, a dog? he is a pupper. He's a big old wolfie. Ah. And so, there's two ways the fight starts. <clears throat> you, if you do the DLC first, you meet Sif when he's just a pup, and you <gasps> save him. From, and then you have to kill him? Well, you save him from the abyss, right? Yep, yeah, but then he's a boss, which means you have to kill him. Correct. He's a giant wolf, and he's guarding. The grave of Artorias. It's fine. He can his have master, it. He who can have it. you also kill. It's fine. He can have it. <laughs> and either you save him and he remembers you and you start the fight mm-hmm. and, you know, he licks you and then realize what he has to do and he picks up his master's sword to fight you. I'm, wait, I'm sorry. The, the, the dog what? picks up a sword with his mouth. Yes. So like Ellie did yeah. with the machete. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you chip his health bar down, he starts limping it's so the sad. fight gets so slow because like, like, like he, he goes at you. The sword anymore. It's it's bad. He falls oh, over every now and then. That's so sad. But that happens regardless. The other version is you know you don't do the DLC. He doesn't know who you are. He just picks up the sword and tries to kill you. Yeah, He's just like, Who's but this fucking I, bitch? I don't care for him at that point, so it's fine. But if I knew him from a baby, mm-hmm. no. So it's fine if the dog is limping at the end of the fight, well, but no, no you if he's the dog in... limp and slowly approach you. Well, I mean, it's still not good, but like, it's... Thanks, guys. It's still not good, but like, it's it's not as bad as if I knew the dog from the beginning, you know? It hurts a little less. It still hurts. I don't know, when you fight him for the first time, you start seeing that animation, yeah. like, oh, I feel bad about actually killing you. Am I the good guy here? Guys, are we the bad guy? Depends. <laughs> what do you think the new game's all about? <laughs> I have no idea, by the way. I mean, I will literally murder you if you spoil. No, I, I have played zero seconds of it. 
Zach has I believe it. you. <laughs> I've got four hours in Elden Ring at this moment. By the way, time of recording. Elden Ring just came out today. Um, so for me, uh, it's Orange Scene and Smoke. That's the easy one. The best boss in that game by far. I get it. I totally get it. But they are the most annoying boss in the game by far. <laughs> no, 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 no. The most annoying boss in the game for me is the fucking Four Kings. Oh, God, no. Okay. So... <laughs> Most <laughs> Second most annoying. Mm, mm. Four? So also no, no, no. most of uh, chaos fucker. Yes, him. Meta chaos. Um Ornstein and Smog, Four Kings. Worst. Worst for Dark Souls 1. Ugh. I'll die on that hill. Alright, hold on. If we're gonna go ahead and talk about the worst bosses of Dark Souls 1. No, we're gonna interchange both of them at the same time. <laughs> this is Dark Souls 1 all, then Dark Souls 2 and 3. We're gonna get yeah, deep into so, this. Uh so, with Dark Souls 1, Beta Chaos is the only boss that doesn't follow the normal path progression of the game where you hit the boss to win. What they do... It's the only boss you have to jump in a game where you can't jump. So You what, can't jump in the game? Correct. Well, you kind of can't. You, you do this little jump roll, it's real ah, bad. You can't, like, yeah, just yeah, jump yeah, with yeah, a uh-huh. button like Link. Yeah, yeah. So... Another game I haven't played yet. They turn <laughs> the one aspect of the game that sucks. Platforming. And they made a platforming boss where it can also sweep you into holes that instantly kill you. The only thing that's good about that boss is that it saves your progress. The only boss in the game that does it. Yeah. yeah. That's the only saving grace. Because if checkpoints. that. No. You have to restart the fight, but you have to defeat these two little sub entities. Basically, hit a thing, it takes down her shields. Mm-hmm. Three health points. One on the left. One on the right, yeah, one in yeah, the center. Gotcha. And mm-hmm. the problem is, is the arena crumbles, and you have a safe path that isn't safe because the arms who you can't dodge mm-hmm. will just sweep you in them. Okay. It, it, it's the most frustrating point of the game. Like, it can take people hours if the RNG is bad. How many times in Dark Souls 1 did you rage quit? Define rage quit. Uh, turned off the game because they were that mad. And stop playing for X amount of months or just stop playing for the day? <laughs> for the day, at least. <laughs> oh. I don't know a number that high. <laughs> Zach? Probably two or three times. The, the only area I really had trouble with was Capper Demon. <laughs> Back to the list. Beta Chaos. <laughs> Four Kings, Capper Demon. So is Dark Souls 1 as good as people say it is? Cause, like, no, it's fucking trash. But we love it because it's our first. See, this is why I like Dark Souls 2 more. <laughs> oh, fucking. So Dark Souls 1 is some of the highest highs, but simultaneously the, the most bottom tier trash on the fucking planet. Can, can you name a single high? I've only heard lows. Uh, let's see. The plin, 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 plon, finding fucking. Um, God, Gwyn at the. Uh, killing of the first flame. Oh, yeah. A nice somber piano as you're fighting the final boss. Fucking amazing. So the piano <laughs> is the high part of Dark Souls 1. I'm saying the final boss is actually a nice climactic finish. Navigating through the Duke's archives. Other than the stupid spell-slinging enemies, fantastic area. Deep Root Garden, Deep Root Basin, fantastic areas. Uh, DLC with Calamite, amazing. Dark Souls 1. Has some of the best shit, especially with the DLC. DLC saved that game. Manus, 
fantastic bots. I think our definition of the words fantastic are two totally different, but it's fantastic for Dark Souls. <laughs> I enjoy these fights. I enjoy not crying. Me too, that's why I don't play. But then you get to, like, any of the demon areas, because all of the demon stuff from Quaylag on sucks dick. Ceaseless discharge, stupid boss. Ceaseless just discharge. Centipede demon, stupid boss. I'll agree with that one. Recycle of the fucking asylum demon for the third time. Trash. Third time. Correct. So, you fight the asylum demon. Mm-hmm. He's got a brother in the He's thing got too. a bottom in the basement, and yeah. then there's the third one, which is past the centipede demon. It's the last boss before you fight the bed of chaos. It's the uh, fire demon. Oh, well, yeah. All it is about is him. the asylum demon, but with fire AoE instead of ground AoE. That's right. I forgot about Because they recycled assets like crazy because they were definitely rushing to finish the game then. Was that not every game? All right, guys. Things right around the corner. Go, 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 go. But we still need to... No, go, 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 go. Copy, paste. Tomb of Giants. Trash. Tomb of Giants. Fucking any area in a game where it's pitch black does not deserve to exist. I get why it exists, but it's fucking stupid. If you can see the fucking bed of chaos below you and you can see the demons, why does that light go up? I mean, the catacombs did give us our favorite character. Patches! (sighs) Or the fucking um, undead smith. Oh yeah, him too, but like Patches. I hated Patches when I first got, like, when I first got to him, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Why the hell is he doing what he's doing to me? And, like, he just became a staple in the games, and it's just, it's Patches whenever he fucks me. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I'll say this. Dark Souls, everything from the time you fucking load up the game to you beat Ornstein and Smell, fantastically designed. Once you obtain the Lord Vessel, you talk to Frampt, and you fucking get the Gluck, Gluck 9000 from him. Everything beyond that sucks. Navigating up to... The Duke of Archives is the only good area. Right. Tomb of Giants sucks. Chaos sucks. New Londo Ruins sucks. I did like the fight with Nito, though. Nito's thematically like the coolest boss ever. But his fight is fucking garbage. (laughs) He's so slow. You can just walk around the arena the whole time and fucking cast sorceries. Fair enough. Um, doesn't he also summon, like, little guys in there to fuck with you? They're little skeletons from the first area. They're nothing. They take, like, a hit. Which, just to segue into Dark Souls 2, is, uh, there's the Looking Glass Knight boss, who does pretty much the same thing, which is one of the ones I enjoyed the most. The Looking Glass Knight's a pretty good boss. Yeah, because it made it more challenging. Because all of a sudden, there's a little guy to help him. Mm -hmm. And I was like... Did, Did you ever play during the time when the online service was still good for that game? I did so, not. The whole point of that boss is that it is an invasion boss, where that can be another player instead of an NPC. I would like to rescind my comment. So, while that's the coolest boss, it's also the worst, <laughs> where if you get some dude who's playing some, like, OPS miracle build who's, like, 200 levels above you and just keeps casting the fucking knock-you-down miracle, it's trash. <laughs> we know this from experience, apparently. Yes. <laughs> Versus if you get some dude who's running around with a big stick and just is doing emotes the whole time while you kill the knight, it's fun as fuck. The most terrifying people on the uh, PvP side I've ever fought 
are either in massively heavy armor or fucking naked. Yes. And no matter what, they're rolling like they're fucking naked. And Mm -hmm. I don't understand it. I got beat by like a trio of smogs one time. I invaded this world being like, let's try this for one time. And all of a sudden, there's these, uh, yeah, these uh, three people in smog armor with the fucking smog hammer. And they just kind of Super Smash Bros. me as soon as they get the magic hammer. (laughs) 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 Fucking absolutely ridiculous. They just pancake your ass. So, Looking Glass Knight was your favorite boss from DS2? Yeah, there wasn't really anything else that stood out to me in there that... Did you you ever do the DLCs? Unfortunately, no. See, that's where you're missing out. Because the DLCs introduce some of the coolest bosses in Dark Souls. Well, hear me out. If you need DLC to make the game good, is the game really good? No, I'm not saying that it didn't make the game good, but that's the same argument for Dark Souls 1. It made the game better. If you need seasoning for a hamburger, is it still a hamburger? Okay. (laughs) Thank you. I mean, yeah. Fuck off, Jen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For me... um, the favorite boss is Velstat, the Royal Aegis, right before you meet King Vendrick. <sighs> he was such a sad... He didn't even attack you, but you had to beat his ass. So, Velstat, big-ass knight, big hammer, but his hammer is a fucking bell that lets him cast hexes, and it's cool as fuck, because every time he moves it, you can hear the bell gong, gong, which gives you auditory cues to dodge. <laughs> It's the coolest shit ever. DBZ reference. Dodge! <laughs> <laughs> Why won't you learn to dodge? Could you have Fucking Dragon Ball Z abridged. That needs to be the next episode. <laughs> um, Jen's like, what the fuck? I don't know any of these shit. It's fine. Worst actually. boss in Dark Souls 2, though. Um, there is a DLC boss where it is three NPCs in a poison area, right? And all it is is fucking Havel, the archery dude from Dark Souls 1, who I can't remember his name, and then some, like, random-ass swords guy, and it's in a, it's just three dudes in a little room. That's it. <laughs> you know, I wish I played the DLC just so I could say, you called Artorius a random-ass sword dude? <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm pretty sure it's going to be the other three nights for Artorius's, uh... Nope, it was, it was just some dude. Oh. It, it, it wasn't one of the cool guys that you meet in Dark Souls 1. No, it was just some dude. <laughs> some dude. Here is... You have George Bush, you have Bill Clinton, and then you have... Steve. Steve. How's it going, Steve? <laughs> but it was the most annoying thing. Like, Dark Souls 2, shitty bosses too. Royal Rat Vanguard... The fucking covetous demon who is just real hungry. Hey, have you ever been hit by his attack where he eats your clothing? Can't, no. He has a cool attack where if you... It's real hard to get hit by it because it's so slow, but he'll bite onto you, give you the Gluck Gluck 9000, and spit you out without any of your equipment on. Mommy. (laughs) I mean an adult. (laughs) I am an adult. Actually... One of the other bosses in Dark Souls 2, now that I'm remembering, that was really cool. Uh, made me a little scared. Uh, the prisoner, I think is what his name was. His entire area, or his entire arena was dark unless you lit something up. Oh, which you okay. wouldn't have known about unless <laughs> So, that is low-key the coolest boss in that game. So it terrified me. 
my lock on just vanished, and I'm like, okay. So, did you pay attention during the, um... Did the, I do what now? Did you pay attention do during what? the cutscene? Huh? No. Alright, so, in the cutscene for this lady, right? Mm? I can't remember her name, but it's the boss you're talking about where it's dark in the arena unless mm? you light the torches. Mm? If you pay attention to the cinematic, you know what enters her eye? The bed of chaos. The little bug that you fucking kill in the bed of chaos? That is what is controlling her, is that demon. A, a lot of, there's a lot of homages in that game that you don't quite pay attention to unless you get into the deep lore. And so, like, all of the four Lord Souls you have to kill are all tied to the, to the previous, lords, to right? the previous yeah. Lord Souls. Yeah, I remember that. Um, and the Iron Giant, or like the, yeah, or the Iron King or whatever is like Gwen, right, if I remember correctly? Kind of. There's a lot of Iron King, Ivory King. Those are all the DLCs. Okay, not the DLCs. Like there was, I remember there was a guy who's sitting in the lava, and he just swings at you. Um, like I'm pretty sure that was. I remember reading fuck. on a like deep, deep, deep memory right now. Um, in his item, we can just pull up the item description. Anyway, um, it was something. It referenced Gwen or one of the four lords. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So. You have the sword lady who we're talking about in the dark. You have the old Iron King or Iron King. That or one, something. yes. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Y'all looking at me like I have any idea. Um, what I would like confirmation, about. even though you don't know anything, because it would make me feel better. The yeah. Duke's Dear Freyha, the giant spider with the face on its asshole. And then yes, 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 spider. What yes. The fuck is the fourth one? Good question. But either way, the coolest one is Nashandra, who... That's the final boss, right? The final boss is a shard of manis. Of course it is. That's why when you get up to the painting, right, it curses you. That's why she has curse damage. If you read her item descriptions, it literally says that she's the essence of manis. It's all making of sense. Of the abyss. Oh, yeah. It's all coming together. Mm-hmm. All of Dark Souls 2 is, like, fed off of Dark Souls 1 in nice little flavorful ways without it being, like, Dark Souls 3, where you're just straight up in Copy Dark Souls paste. 1. <laughs> yeah. But, like, slightly different. But I feel like they did Dark Souls 3 the way they did because of how Dark Souls 2 was taken. Yeah. So, again, you got the people who delve deep into the lore who are like, man, this is fucking awesome. Once we get the new game plus, you got all this different item descriptions and everything. And you have the people who only play, you know, new game, and they're like, yeah, they're kind of cool, I guess. Just the guys. Majula, best uh, Souls base ever. Firelink Shrine, you need a dick. Majula's awesome. The music is amazing. It was different. It literally had a tally of, like, worldwide deaths on, like, a little okay. obelisk. That's fair. Had, I did, like, had we a should... talking cat. So did Dark Souls 1. Yeah, but that was in Darkroot fucking basin, Jeez. not in the chill-out area. Actually, you bought things from her. The other one just tried to uh, steal your soul. Yeah. Here, sign this uh, multi-level marketing. Uh, you want to join this pyramid scheme? Yeah, there we go. That's the word. <laughs> what do I get? Absolutely nothing. What do you get? The opportunity to get other people in. <laughs> Be your own boss, but I'm your boss. <laughs> Alright, Dark Souls 3. Okay, Dark Souls 3, Yorm the Giant, and the Soul Ascender. Alright, so Yorm the Giant, your least favorite? Yorm the Giant and Soul Ascender are my 
favorite ones. Really? And, you yeah. like Yorm the Giant? I don't like him. I only like his story, okay. which pairs into one of my favorite NPCs' stories. That's fair. That's fair. And the Soul Cinder, I just like how they did a conglomeration of like all the fighting styles where they said, cool, this is X amount of people, or tens of thousands of years of people relighting the, sh- the fire. You're fighting all of them. Every style's good. Go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yorm, kind of a bitch. That is all. Get Stormbreaker, bro. <laughs> well, yeah. Get get that Demon Souls reference in there, because Dark Souls 3 is Souls references galore. Yeah, fair enough. Which makes me curious of, like, somehow deep canonically Demon Souls and Dark Souls 3 are, like, even remotely in the same universe, just because they have the same item. <laughs> dive One into the lore. Item. Just dive right into there. We'll find a connection. It'll be there. Um, what about you, Zach? So, for me, Abyss Watchers and, Ooh, yeah. um, what the fuck is his name? Osiris? The dragon guy, right? Yeah, the yes. dragon guy who had Ocelot. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Ocelot! <laughs> There's no one here! But there was someone there, we all know. Mm-hmm. But, e- easily, those are my two favorite bosses. Abyss Watchers, it's like fighting a bunch of Artorias. It's, that's fun. Then fire. And then Ocelot was just cool thematic dragon fight without having to be annoying. Small little arena. Yes, the annoying fight was the Nameless King. Nameless King, uh, I, I like him, but... <laughs> he's got a good personality, but like he, he's just kind of red flag. Yeah, he's got a lot of red flags. He likes dragons and uses lightning. It makes no sense. Looking at you, Jen. I don't know what you're talking about. None of my D&D characters have ever been weird like that. Is that your least favorite of the uh, bosses in that game? Uh, no, the Dancer of the Boreal Valley. It really? always seems like a slog whenever I fight it. The Dancer's your least favorite? Yeah. Really? <laughs> Mine's that stupid fucking tree. <laughs> That's right. With all the followers in it. Yeah. With all the little followers, and you have to hit his fucking nutsack over and over again, his dick arm, in order to kill him. Yeah, that's a slog, too. But, like, I don't like the dancer, just because, like, I die too quickly, to be honest. Uh, I've never been good at the dancer. Hey, have you ever done the stupid thing where, as soon as you get the, like, banner, you just kill the old lady there and immediately summon the dancer at, like, level 12? You mean the first playthrough? What? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, this lady's sketch. Dead. Boom. You don't even need to why, talk why, to her. Why is that boss music? Guys, <laughs> did something happen? Oh, shit. It's getting real foggy in here. Oh, the doors are closed. <laughs> shit. <laughs> shit, shit, shit. Can't invincibility frame yourself out of that. You can effectively skip most of the game by doing that. I'm fucking ridiculous. But, um... I don't know. For bosses I didn't like in Dark Souls 3, I felt like Dark Souls 3 is oddly the game with the most, like, consistent bosses. Like, even, like, the dragon fighter armor was somehow still a good boss, even though it's just a fucking suit of armor. Wasn't that just dragon fighter armor? I don't remember that one. Uh, dragon slayer armor. It's right before the big-ass library. It's the stuff you get from Natsu. Oh, yeah, that's right. Fairy tale reference. Helping. Why Dragon did I hear Slayer again? Magic. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. Wasn't he wearing, like, his armor kind of looked like Havels, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And yeah. He had okay. a giant, yeah. like, hammer axe thing. Yeah. He... But it was right before the giant library. It was easy. Lightning resistance, and you're done. That's it. Mm-hmm. Walk he, away. He, 
he was a good boss, and so it's, like, hard to find a bad boss, because, I mean, like, even the opening boss... Gunder. Gundir. Really awesome. His later version. Even better. (laughs) Oh, I remember this guy walks up to him. Oh, I don't remember this guy. I, I don't think I have a least favorite boss in that game. Like... Or, actually, yeah, I do. I already said it. <laughs> Although, other than the three, they're seconds. all fine. Ugh. So, leading away from the bosses of the game, is there anything in the game that stands out as to why you keep playing? It's the storytelling. Like, you always find... Well, at least I always find something different. So, because of the way the narrative presented to you in the game, you're not getting cutscenes and talking to characters who are feeding you the information of the story, you're finding it out through item descriptions, details in the world, like when you are in the Tomb of Giants and you look down and you can literally see the chaos below it and know that it's corrupting those above it. One of the cool things, like, if you just look out on, like, a bridge in Dark Souls or just anywhere in Dark Souls to, like, a further scene... You're going there. That's one of the things I like. So if I see a castle in the distance, I'm going there. Yeah, like you can see Drang Lake Castle from Majula. Yeah. And you know that that's where you're heading. And you walk the path there. It's not like you walk through a door, loading screen, shit, you're there. It's the journey. It's like if Lord of the Rings was a video game. <laughs> you do a lot of walking. I think they did make a Lord of the Rings video game. Not a good one, though. Beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> I, I want to simulate Gandalf walking for eight hours. I can know? get you a treadmill. It's fine. And a cane. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Lord of the Rings simulator. It's just a treadmill. <laughs> Why can't we make that a game? So replay value is good? It's infinite. You, the game is what you make of it. You can change the play style. You can. Okay, so it's not like a set story to some extent like a lot of games it's 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 the set story you can basically play it once if you played it once you've already don't played. get me wrong you, you, it's nothing new and surprising the, the yeah. general events of the game will always be the same mm-hmm. like there's different endings and you can take different paths and influence different character stories to see who survives in the end do you have so in fable for example you have a path where you can kind of be good evil or like neutral is that a thing in dark souls kind of yeah Good, evil, and neutral is all it's relative, relative. <laughs> in Dark Souls. Well, you said there's different endings. Is it like there's a good ending and a bad ending? It's, it's based on your perspective. Okay. So, for instance, when you learn out more about a character, or when you first see a character, first person off the top of my mind, uh, apparently I don't have anyone off the top of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Insert character here, yes, go on. Uh, when you look at... Uh, Fuck, I, I can't even think of a... Damn it, Jen. <laughs> Proceed. Well, as far as the um, good, bad, evil choices, it's all ambiguous, right? So when you finish Dark Souls 1, you are told the whole time you are to link the first flame, restore the world to the Age of Fire, right? Because the Age of Fire was good, but you're repeating the cycle, and that's why Dark Souls 2 and 3 exist. And so... You're perpetually prolonging the end of humanity and the age of fire to not bring about the age of darkness, right? You are causing the problem. 
Oh, so it's your fault. Yeah. Ding. Understood. You aren't told this, though. You only find out because Dark Souls 2 comes out. Mm. You only find out because Dark Souls 3 comes out. Because if you walk the path of darkness, you're kind of celebrated in each of the games. Like, if you walk away from the kiln in the second game, you just walk away. That's the end of the game, is you walk away, the doors open, doors close, screen fades to black, Dark Souls 2 credits. Dark Souls 1, you walk down the path, and, and then the servants all the arise. Yeah, the servants. Dark Souls 3, you welcome in the Age of Darkness. People bow to you as you are the Lord of Dark. Lord of the Hollows. Don't go hollow, my friend. I love Andre. I miss Andre. Versus Dark Souls 1. You, you link the first flame. You, you turn on fire and everything just burns bright. You burn to death. <laughs> Dark Souls 2. You sit in the kiln. Doors close on you. Fade to black. Dark Souls 3. You burn. It's just a repeating cycle of Age of Fire, Age of Darkness, Age of Fire, Age of Darkness. Yep, and how long can you prolong the inevitable? Because everything is crumbling and falling apart because a flame can only burn as bright as its fuel source, and you're running out of fuel. That's why everything's so fucked up in the third game. See aberrations that just shouldn't exist. The world is falling to ash, which is why you are the ashen one and not the chosen undead. Yeah. I want to talk about some of the broken things in the game. You mean so, everything? Well, yeah. <laughs> the game is broken. Let me is let delivered. me tell you about. <laughs> they're not the, bugs. They're features. Come on, guys. The only thing I know about this game, um, and you were there. So Matt was playing. We were at your house, and it's like right after the tutorial. You go mm-hmm. to I assume the main town or some shit. Firelink Shrine. And there's a dude. Mm-hmm. And the you just you just you hit him. Because you're stupid. Yeah. And he just attacks you. Yeah, he hits mm-hmm. you back. Even if you die, he still attacks you. Mm-hmm. Get good. Matt was playing. I wasn't playing. Oh, yeah, <laughs> well, that. Matt needs to get good. <laughs> but, like, that's the whole thing. Is like, he would just come after you and come after you. Like, how is that not broken? If you die, like... So you either go past the, the uh, challenge, you rise above it, or you restart the cycle and restart Dark Souls. Or you find another way around it. Be so, creative. That too. So what else? Jeez, boy. What else is broken, guys? Um, so for... You could clip some places. You can clip through walls. One of the best things to do is... You know the guy... Uh, I think his name's like Lucatil in the golden armor in the mm-hmm. first game? Uh, there's a way to kill him without drawing his aggro. So you can do this with the guy in the silver armor too. Instead of hitting him with your weapon, you can kick him. Right, and so causing doesn't deal damage, therefore doesn't draw their aggro. And so you can kick them off the ledge of Firelink Shrine, reload the game, their items appear at your feet. And so this is how you get one of the best rings in the game at the very beginning, where it increases like your attack, your equip load, but you can never take the ring off again or it breaks. You only get one of it in the entire game. Until you play the game again. Mm-hmm. Or you go to New Game Plus. But that's one of the broken things, or bosses being able to be one-shot, like the Dragon Rider in Dark Souls 2, where one of the mechanics is you're supposed to go around the level and pull levers to raise platforms to complete the ring of the boss fight. You can instead 
not do that. You just walk in, wait for him to walk three steps forward, dodge roll to the top right. He will do his thrust attack to open the fight, and he'll fall to his death immediately, and you get 6,000 souls from dying immediately. Don't so, have to fight him at all. One of the worst glitches I've experienced was in Bloodborne. For Have you played Bloodborne all the way through? Uh, Murgo's Wet Nurse. <laughs> so do you know how the darkness goes and there's multiple that come out? Yeah. So <clears throat> I theoretically beat her as the darkness came out. She came up, tried to swipe, and I hit her. Health went down, but the bar didn't disappear and the darkness stayed. I was in a never-ending boss fight for the next five minutes to where the boss didn't die because the, uh, the game didn't register it because it wasn't properly. Yeah, because it wasn't out of the night cycle. That, yes. that happened to me, too. That's just a bug in that game where as long as that night animation is up, which it has a set time limit, you cannot win the fight until that's gone. That makes me sad that I restarted then. <laughs> the worst fight I have or not the worst fight, the worst bug I've ever come across was in Sekiro. I had a bug where I couldn't interact with any of the lamps to rest anymore. And so I would spawn at the Guardian Ape boss arena where I rested at that lamp. And no matter where the events of the game took me, I had to travel from the Guardian Ape all the way to the event of the game where I needed to travel. So sometimes that would take me 15 minutes to get to a boss that I'd immediately again die to. And I just quit the game because I, I thought that was game-breaking. I, I w refused to travel throughout Ashina to fucking do a boss. I know the ape tosses shit at you, but damn, eat shit and die. <laughs> yeah. And it was so fucking annoying that I was like, you know what, I'm done. The game's only been out for three days. I'm gonna return it. <laughs> just went to GameStop and got my money back. That pissed me off. Game-breaking bugs. Because... As polished as the Dark Souls games are, oh boy, are they broken. <laughs> There's always problems in those games. But they're good problems. They're happy little accidents. Um, Quote unquote Bob Ross. So the other portion of the uh, Dark Souls formula that people accredit the game to its wide success and why it's as good as it is, is due to the level design and how the games interact with you by providing you a meaningful challenge throughout the journey to the bosses as well. So, for me, this sticks out more than anything in two games. Bloodborne and Dark Souls 1. Where Dark Souls 1 used meaningful shortcuts in order to make the game a lot smaller than it really appears to be. Where everything's interconnecting. You can completely skip some areas of the game, because... If you have superior map knowledge and items, you don't have to fight bosses. You can skip entire areas. You can go straight from the start of the game to one of the hardest bosses in 30 seconds. That's all that? You can go straight from Fire Lake Shrine to right to Quaylag. And like then you get... Two minutes. And then you get uh, Dark Souls 3 where it's like, sorry, door doesn't open from this side. Yeah, sorry, door does not open from this side. Oh, so fucking annoying. Dark Souls 2 is a little better than Dark Souls 3 in that regard, where Dark Souls 3 was so fucking linear. And Bloodborne had a really good way of having separate levels that interconnected, but the whole world had a hard time doing it. The best example to me, though, in Bloodborne was um, there, there's a gate right when you get out of the... To right of the tutorial area with the werewolf. Yes. And the gate to your right is locked. Yes. And coming out of 
Uh, I believe it was like one of the asylum areas. You go through a tunnel, climb up a ladder, and you end up at that gate like halfway through the game. I was like, wait, what the fuck? I'm back here. <laughs> you might have could have skipped all of that with a glitch or the bug. Jumping on the coffins, yeah. I thought you couldn't jump in the game. Bloodborne's a little better about jumping. <laughs> so to jump in any of the Souls games, you have to sprint and then press L3. Mm-hmm. You have to sprint and dodge. Hmm. Bloodborne was different, where you had to sprint and then mash circle. By doing this and not having to use separate options, you could clip onto objects. And so one of them that you could clip onto is there's a wall next to this hatch that you can open up where you have to jump onto the coffin by clipping onto it. Then you have to jump through the wall by clipping through it. And by doing so, you can skip like like hours of gameplay. It's not useful for speedrunning or anything. But it's a pretty cool skip regardless, because you can just open up the gate and not have to deal with it later by traveling through an optional area. You can just open up that gate and go through it later and go head down the ladder, kill the boss you gotta kill, come back up and not have to deal with all the annoying enemies. That, or you also don't have to get killed by an enemy, because the requirement to get to that area is you have to be killed by a dude with a sack, and he will drag you to that area. Oh my god, I hated that area. It was with um, the guy with the cage on his head, I believe. It's been a while since I played Bloodborne. I need to play it again. Man, not Mantis. Um, Malakok or something like that. It was Mal. It. Either way, he had some stupid sorceries. He was a he was a withered. I hated him. He was annoying because he just ran away. He had to use the boss arena as a puzzle in order to hit him and to corner him. And if you didn't corner him, he just kept running away from you. Mm-hmm. You had to... You don't have, like, long-range anything? That didn't matter. You just keep running. You can't so throw something at him and hit him, even if he's running? You have limited items. So the 10 to 20 bullets that you're given... They deal, limited. like, 5 damage, because they're meant to parry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oddly enough, parry, parry this, you filthy casual. Mm-hmm. Um, and even anything else you bring with you, uh, I can't even think of anything that would be a ranged weapon in the uh, I just figured like the a sorceries, bow and arrow. But they have such limited range anyway. Nope, mm. no bow and arrow in the game. Or, mm. sorry, there's one, but it's a DLC weapon. You don't have it at that point in the game. So, Jen's like, why the fuck do you guys even play this game? Mm. Well, and that's what I'm going to ask you is if this has been a heated topic since Sekiro came out. Very hot, yes. A, a lot of people requested that from software implement a difficulty setting into the game where those players who suck me, and refused to get good yeah that's me wanted a difficulty setting put in so that way they could beat dark souls or they could beat sekiro and personally i think those people are wrong they just need to <laughs> spend more time and get good like it, it's a badge of honor to beat a dark souls game and once you beat one you can beat them all it's just a matter of learning the formula. And I believe it's something that anyone can do. Now, if you played Dark Souls with a difficulty slider and could adjust the difficulty according to your skill level, I think that diminishes the accomplishment. You lose the immersion. So again, Dark Souls is a game about desolation of few things dying, things getting worse. If you're able just to Slide 
past it and not experience any of the uh, frustration of it, I think that takes away from the game. You, you lose out on the bonding experience where, like, <laughs> Josh and I can go, yeah, this game sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Instant bros. You lose out on that. You miss out on the culture of getting good. I don't know. I just, I'm bad at shit. And so you would want a difficulty slayer just no, so you can I play would just, through it? No, I just prefer not to play it. If I really want to get the story, I'll watch someone who's good play it. Because I know my skill level. I know where I stand. Yeah, but you wouldn't want to improve your skills and become a better player through doing it? Don't be ridiculous. Okay. You've seen how, how much better I've gotten in Muck. You've gotten a lot better. <laughs> in Jen's defense, though, I do... Uh, I forgot where, the, where I found the quote from, but, like, video games are the only median where you have to be good at something. You don't mm-hmm. have to be good at reading a book to finish the story. You don't mm-hmm. have to be good at watching a movie to finish a movie. Video games are the only thing that require a little bit of skill. And now, just to say, fuck you, Jen, I think that skill is necessary for a lot of games. Oh, no, it totally is, and that's why I suck at things. <laughs> I'll say, Dark Souls is maybe better at other games, because I, I think of, like, to bring up Muck, the game we've been streaming a lot. Getting good in Dark Souls requires being able to tell boss animations through visual cues, auditory cues, and just general knowledge of the game. Muck is a game where there's not a lot of auditory cues, not a lot of knowledge to be learned, but they have wind-up animations to all their attacks. And so, when a goblin's going to throw a bone at me in Muck, I can see the wind-up. I know he's going to throw it, and so I can hit A and shift and dodge a little bit by using a small sprint. To dodge left and avoid the oh, bone. Oh, I just jump. You can bone too, or you can. Ju- <laughs> 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 uh-huh. <laughs> I just do that thing that you Full dark counter. people. <laughs> no, uh, you can jump too, but if you jump before the bone is thrown, he'll track you and throw the bone at you in midair. Which is oh, why well, you die some of the time. I, I die all the time. Let's be real. No, I just oh. I, I do this thing where I get angry at games. And they make me not want to play them. I don't do this weird sadist bullshit that you guys do where you get angry at the game and want more. It's not that we're angry at the game. We get frustrated that we ourselves cannot accomplish the task. So once you have a barrier, Jen, and you can't get past that barrier, how does it feel once you finally overcome it? It's a hit of serotonin or whatever the other one is. And it's just like... Think of long-term best. gratification. We did. I did this thing. I was... Wait, was long-term? No, we just do instant here. Thank you. Yeah, like, <laughs> if our podcast, for example, didn't get, like, a fucking... If we got a million followers on our first episode, mm-hmm. would that have felt as good as 100%. posting a hundred episodes and getting a million followers? <laughs> I did this thing. Seeing was, your channel grow. I seeing played you get better at a game. A game. Mm. It was a Wallace and Gromit game. There was this one stupid penguin level I could not beat. I got so mad at the game that I turned it off. I came back a month later, beat it the first try. I've never been more upset in my entire life. There was some, like, stupid, like, ninja game on the PS2 where I had a similar issue. Ninja Gaiden? No, it wasn't Ninja Gaiden. It was an easy game. It was like (laughs) I Ninja or something. But I was a child, right? I was, like, seven years old. And I came back when I was, like, eight years old, you know, had, like, fucking motor functions in my brain. <laughs> Easiest game I ever played. I know. I, I do the, like, I, I don't get clarity from it. I get 
angry that it, I couldn't do it the first time when I tried 800 times. I do the exact same thing a month later and I'm fine. Well, it's because you're looking at it with fresh eyes instead of, I have to beat this yeah. shit. Yeah, I don't know. That's just not my style. I like heavy story games that require a little skill. I want to play a movie. Bloodborne. Heavy story game. Only requires a itty bitty bit of skill. Can't confirm, Zach is here. <laughs> that was a good joke. But no, Dark Souls is a game that can be beaten through cheese. If you look up things, you don't have to play the game blind. There's a wiki. You can know that there's, like, there's a wiki this for boss everything. is weak to fire damage, and you can put a fire rune on your sword to mm. deal extra damage. Change out your weapon to deal the damage. Or that. you mm-hmm. can know that... You can pick up the ten fire bombs before you fight the tutorial boss of Dark Souls 3. And all you gotta do is throw the ten fire bombs at it to kill it. It takes ten, exactly. And they <laughs> give you that tool in the tutorial to kill it. For you to understand that the thing takes more fire damage than other enemies. And you can just throw all ten at it and it will die. Nothing. In fact, that's used in speedrunning. Because it's so fucking weak to fire. They hit... Hit, hit, make it transform while it's transforming. Firebomb, 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 dead. You can kill that boss in like six seconds if you're good. Versus some people, like our friend Brandon, it took him four and a half hours to beat that boss. Because he did the same thing. He ran up with a dagger, went tick, 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 dead. One of the funniest things I find about Dark Souls is whenever you look at the trophies or the achievements on um, whatever system you're on... It goes, connect the first flame, or defeat the first boss, whichever one, and it's never 100%. Yeah. Like, well, to be fair, there are even simple games that do that. Like, I I was looking at, like, fucking, like, Madden 2009 trophies, because I just went back in my old trophies. Mm. And it was like, win a game. Only, like, 70% of players accomplished it. I was like, what? This is a Madden game. People who buy this like football. They should be able to play a football game and win on a fucking computer. Puts the game in. Ah, shit, I can't play football. Quits. Loses right there. (laughs) Never puts the game back in. That's the thing. Some people will pay... Oh, I thought this was soccer. Shit. I've noticed this more as an adult, right? Where I don't have free time. But I will play a game once for like $60 and never pick it back up again. Mm -hmm. Because I just... Because we're an adult? I'm an adult. <laughs> Tell them we have other responsibilities. We have worst decision we do. ever made. We have worse shit to do, let's be honest here. <laughs> yeah. But that shit's mandatory. Yeah. You're like cooking. Ugh. We gotta eat? What What I would give to like live with my mother and have her fucking cook <laughs> meals for me. And that's it. <laughs> I mean, I cook for you. Like he said. <laughs> Are you pregnant? No. Oh, okay. Not a mother. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but, no. Dark Souls is amazing. Everyone should try it at least once. And if you don't like it, that's fine. It doesn't have to be everyone's cup of tea. But to but, say that you don't like the game because it's difficult is disingenuous to yourself and to the game. That's my main takeaway. What about you, Josh? Uh, whoever doesn't like Dark Souls, you're allowed to have one wrong opinion, and that is it. Jen, your takeaway from this conversation? Uh, I'm that wrong opinion. (laughs) (laughs) It's not my thing. Alrighty, guys. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast about Dark Souls. Jen, where can you find you and I? Let's see if I remember this. Uh, 
Twitch, Discord, YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcast, Nerd Culture is Dead. All right. Josh, where can I find you? You too can find me at all of those places at Nerd Culture is Dead. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for watching. Um, don't go hollow, my friend, and have a good night. Bye.